Hey everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of the Therapy and Theology Podcast. I am TC Long in Alma, I'm Eric Arkansas. Johnson. Yeah, from Arkansas too. On the other side. <laughs> um, it's been a while since we've been able to put out a podcast. We've had a lot of technical issues come up, and we've been trying to iron those out, but we think today we've got everything covered. Um for the most part, and we are looking forward to getting back into the groove from here on out. So, one of the things that we're going to do a little bit differently today is, normally we take a question from a listener and sort of break it open and talk about, you know, what's going on um, from a, a, a therapist standpoint, as well as from a, um, a theological standpoint. Today we're going to be doing two questions because the questions are pretty related to each other and uh, we think that the answer is basically going to be the same thing for both of them. So Eric is going to give us those questions. All right, cool. So they come from two different people. Uh, One of them says, let me pull it up here. Um, It says, I'm going to school because I feel I need it, but it stresses me out, so I feel like dropping out. What should I do? And the second one says, is it possible to achieve inner peace, or will I always have to be growing and changing? So we felt like uh, both of these questions could be answered together, because they were actually the same issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, where do you want to start? Um, let's start with uh, two big words. How's that? Okay. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so they're part of um, so those questions are part of two big words, which are morphostasis and morphogenesis. And what that is is uh, morphostasis. So morph means to change, and mm-hmm. stasis means stay. And then Genesis means a beginning, a new beginning. Mm-hmm. So morphostasis means that, uh, you know, you achieved that that inner peace, that equilibrium. And then morphogenesis means that uh, change has occurred or, or is occurring or must occur. So the, the idea behind those two concepts is that um, if you have a coin – on the head, on one side of the coin would be morphostasis, and on the other side of the coin would be morphogenesis, but it would be the same coin. So what it means is that peace uh, comes through change, and change can only come when there's peace. That's interesting. I had, I'd never heard of that before. So yeah. with morphostasis... Morphostasis mm-hmm. is basically referring to a state of peace. Yes. Right? Okay, and morphogenesis refers to a state of change. Yeah, that's right. And you basically can't have one without the other. Yeah, not in this world you can't. So in it's... and I think that's how I would respond to you know both of those questions. The first one you said was about whether or not I should stay in school. Yeah, because, you know, the person thinks they 
need to stay in school, but it's causing so much stress. So would dropping out bring peace? No. I mean, that's the short answer. <laughs> stay <laughs> in school. Um, you know, until you, until you, you know, accomplish your educational goals or your academic goals, but you know, definitely stay in school from talking about, you know, the peace and the change. Um, you're not going to, you know, it may be hard. It may be causing a lot of anxiety to be in school. That's what you need to deal with. You know, the problem is the anxiety. The problem isn't school. And if you drop out of school because of the anxiety, you know, you're never going to go back because it's always going to be causing anxiety, you know, so you need to address the anxiety instead of, you know, the environment. That's beautifully put. I think that we mess up in our culture and we assume that peace is the absence of problems. Right. But peace is not the absence of problems. No. Um, as I was thinking about this earlier, um, I was thinking about how much we view things from, from a Catholic perspective, we view things as a process. You know, we don't view it as, you know, we reach a certain level or a certain state or a certain stage. Um, you know, growing in holiness is not uh, a destination. It's a process. And it's the kind of, it's, it's kind of like we're constantly working on becoming holier people. And peace is sort of the same way. We're constantly working on developing that peace, that inner peace within us. Um, you know, one of the things that you mentioned earlier, you used the word equilibrium. And I think that's a really good way of conceptualizing, you know, that state of inner peace. At any point, our equilibrium can be thrown off. And it could be, you know, multiple times during the day, or it could be, you know, from one day to the next. But our goal is to keep getting back into that state of equilibrium. Yeah. And, and you know, we live in a, in a corrupt world and things fall apart mm -hmm. and our bodies fall apart and our minds fall apart. And equilibrium always has to be reachieved and reachieved and reachieved. Mm -hmm. So like you said, you always have to be changing. But, you know, I think the interesting concept of that um, morphogenesis and morphostasis is that is that change cannot happen without first being in a place of peace okay i've got i've got to work on that one i've got to wrap my head my head around that can you go into that a little bit more that yeah um i'm trying to understand i guess why that state of peace is necessary for change to occur yeah, so you have to have stability in order to make change, because um, it takes uh, it takes energy, resources to make a change, and it takes a state of mind, a calm state of mind, in order to see and understand what change you need to make. In order to make a cognitive shift, you have mm -hmm. to have a calm state of mind. Um, it's like the whole. Be still and know that I'm God. If you want to hear what God is telling you, uh, you have to be still. And okay. you have to be at peace and you have to listen. And uh, then then he's going to give you something that you didn't previously understand. 
and he's going to help you see things in a way that you didn't previously see them. And there's okay. no way you can do that without first being at peace. All right. So um, what would be the difference then between um, initiating a change from a place of peace and initiating a change from a place of crisis? Like, let's say, you know, something happened in, in my life and, and everything was just falling apart and I needed to make a a change either in my behavior or in my emotional state. Okay, you know, that's, so, that's uh, a good question because the, 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 the idea is the idea is that everything is falling apart so I can't be at peace. Right. The, the hard thing to do is realize that you can be at peace all the things are falling apart and then you can get clarity to how to change things falling apart or how to organize things that are falling apart okay so if I were to say no I need to come up with a plan to make a change right now in the midst of all this crisis and then I might make a decision that is not a healthy one or a productive one. Yeah. Yeah. So is that what you're a saying? Com yeah. A common term is level headed. People use that term. Uh -huh. You need to think level headed in a crisis, meaning that the crisis is happening around you, not in your head. Okay. All right. So, but when you're able to take a step back away from that crisis and get level-headed or get that sense of peace, at least about yourself, then we can make a better decision. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Okay, I got it now. I understand. <laughs> cool. So back to the school situation. It's like what you said, the school is uh, you're not going to uh, achieve any peace by getting rid of school because the, the problem is actually the anxiety. It's not the context. Mm -hmm. So you uh, back away uh, inside, regroup, um, find a way to fight that anxiety and bring it down, which, which is a weird way of saying it because you can't fight anxiety. It makes it worse. Find a way well, to uh, yeah. not listen to it. Which is something that we've we've actually discussed in a previous episode. So Yeah, check that episode out. Um, and bring it down. Bring the anxiety down. And then once you've achieved a little more peaceful state, then you have the ability and the power to see clearly to change your environment. As opposed to constantly struggling to change your environment to achieve peace yourself, which is going to be so impossible because your environment is going to constantly be changing. Yes. And it'll constantly be giving us new stressors or new, new obstacles. So I see that in marital therapy all the time. The biggest problem well not the biggest but a huge problem people will uh people will be feeling awful and they will focus on hey if my husband or my wife would just change um then i'd feel better 
and I spent all this time harping on their spouse and focusing on that problem and just hyper focusing on this issue that they have uh, told themselves that if it would just change, they'd feel better. And even if the person does change, it's not going to last because they're human and they're going to make mistakes and they're going to have their ups and downs and they're always going to just feel awful. They're always going to feel like they're on a roller coaster ride and their emotions are tied to this person. Yeah, there's always going to be something. Always, man. We're married to people who are are imperfect. Or rather, in my case, she's married to somebody imperfect. (laughs) Well put. Well put. Um, So, yeah, the idea is not to focus on your your environment, man. It's to focus on yourself and then and then enjoy the ability to change your environment. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. I mean, you can even see that in our in our um, consumerist driven culture. You know that we're we're always thinking. You know, my I'm going to be so much happier. You know, when I get a Apple Watch. You know, I'm going to be so much happier when. Uh, I get this new car. I'm going to be so much happier when I get this or that. And then we end up getting those things and maybe they make us feel good for, you know, a week or two. But then after that, we're back to feeling the exact same way that we were because we've normalized this thing and, and it doesn't have that. It doesn't have the same sparkles. Yeah. It's not the, the magic wand that we were hoping it would be. You know. Yeah, I think you just nailed it, man. That's that's American consumerism right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one thing that that came to my mind, you know, when we were talking about peace, that that sense of inner peace, um, it's, and I think that was in the second question. You know, how do I achieve, or can I achieve inner peace? And the answer is is yes, but. That's the short answer. The longer answer for me is that, you know, achieving inner peace is not going to be, you know, that it's not going to be like that new car or like that Apple watch or, or something like that. It's going to be found in doing things like what Jesus had said. You got to daily die to yourself and take up your cross and carry it. And that's how you get back to that sense of that sense of peace, you know, doing the things that you need to do to move your life forward and doing it from a place of, of, uh, you know, self-awareness and, 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 uh, emotional equilibrium. Yeah. What you said totally made sense. Um, I was reading today about Stephen in the Bible and he became an apostle and he was persecuted from the beginning and even in the middle of going through this mock trial uh, where he was berated and threatened, he was still had uh, a peace of mind and enough that he could uh, that the visions of heaven was open to him and he could see Jesus Christ on, on the right hand of God. And he was at peace enough that in the middle of being killed and stoned to death, he could still kneel down and ask forgiveness for those people that were stoning him. That's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And it had nothing to do with this context. It had nothing to do with what was going on around him because he he was getting stoned to death. I mean, (laughs) I'm persecuted constantly. So so it's like you said, it's it's not the same thing. And and, and confusing it, confusing it is is what uh, 
causes us so much problems. Right. I think it's a pretty easy concept. I think it's super hard to do, but a really easy concept. Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> it's easier said than done. But, I mean, that's the way it is with most things. Um, it's easy to talk about. Uh, well, it's, e it's even easy to talk about prayer and spirituality and theology and, and, and then just leave it at that. Um, you know, the hard part is putting putting those words and, and those things into practice. But that's that's also a part of of good mental health is, you know, taking things that you've learned about yourself and know about yourself and working on working with them on a daily basis to change them. We're so used to, you know, being catered to in our culture that I think there's a lot of there's there's a big push to look for the the quick fix or the easy road or the uh sugar coated tablet that you can swallow and and it just doesn't work that way most of the time you know nah. especially if we're talking about behavior and change and and improving our emotional state yeah absolutely even if you find the right sugar tablet you still have to do the work Mm -hmm. Nothing does a hundred percent for you, right? So yeah, it's definitely easier said than done, but doing it definitely has a lot of benefits. And I guess that's why we're here on Earth, huh? I mm -hmm. mean, in my religion, and even in non-Christian religions, that's that's pretty much why everybody says we're, that's why we're here on Earth. We gotta gain the experience. We gotta grow. Mm -hmm. There's only one way to do it. And it's not from running away. Because if you run no. away, you become uh, less able to tackle the next harder thing. Yes. It'd be awesome, man, if we could just, like, dig a hole and barrier, barricade ourselves from uh, big problems. But then we'd be weaker. And then the littler problems that were there in the hole with us would be would seem big. The only reason why little problems don't seem big now is because we tackle some really huge ones. And it's just our ability to tackle those, like anything else, will deteriorate if we uh, barricade ourselves from it. Mm -hmm. That's definitely true. I see that with a lot of my clients who, who are struggling with anxiety and they just keep retreating and pulling back and pulling back, you know, trying to avoid anything that will trigger their anxiety and they end up locking themselves in their bedroom and they're afraid to come out um yeah it's really not healthy to just avoid the thing that is triggering your anxiety whether it's school or whether it's you know work or anything else it's important to you know be able to see the anxiety for what it is but then you know we do have to we do have to fight it you know yeah and it's like uh, growing a muscle, huh? The harder mm -hmm. the weight we lift, the more those easy five-pounders kind of be nothing. But if we're only lifting five pounds, well, that four pounds is going to seem pretty difficult. Or the six pounds is going to seem impossible. Right. Yeah. That's sad. Only one, only way to do it is to keep going or lift something harder. Mm-hmm. Keep pushing yourself and tearing things down. So you yeah. can build them back up. That's just life. Yeah. Doesn't mean you can't be peaceful about it. It's just that uh, not tearing them down is not the way to gain peace. 
So let us know what you think about this topic, about peace and, uh, what is it, morpho, morphostasis and morphogenesis? Yeah. Is that, am I saying it right? Yes. Okay, tell us what you think about uh, that in comments or send us some feedback. Like, subscribe, share, or uh, whatever you do on your podcast platform. And if you have a question that you want us to address on the show, you can send it to us in a couple of different ways. Uh, probably the easiest way is to email it to me at tc at tclongcounseling.com. Or you can message it to me on Facebook. And my address there is facebook.com slash TC Long LPC. And uh, you can send me a message if you go to ericjohnsonphd.com and send me an email there. All my contact info is there. And uh, most importantly, if you need help working through this stuff, uh, TC does distance therapy. So you can call him. Uh, you can call him. His number's right there on the website, tclongcounseling.com. And you give him a call mm-hmm. and set up an appointment, and he'll work you through it. Yes. For Arkansas residents only. I do need to make that clarification. I can provide, I can do online therapy, but um, since I'm only licensed in Arkansas, I can only do online therapy in Arkansas. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Eric. So give him a call. All right. Thanks, man. I will talk to you later. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.